I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A warning. Today's episode contains themes of sexual harassment and bad language that some listeners may find upsetting or offensive. Late last year, Mr. Z rebadged his whole vast operation. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg appears to have gone a bit crazy this week, renaming his company to Meta and then going on a strange rant about how we're all going to be living in our computers through virtual reality. And like many other people, I was like, what? Meta, I get. Verse, I comprehend. But what is the Metaverse? Well, ask someone who's been there. You can't help but smile. It's, it's mind-blowing. You've entered another realm and it feels very real and you, you sort of stagger around and try to touch things. And you think, it sounds awesome. Sign me up. But we've been here before. Fabulous new tech up front. All kinds of hazards following behind. I hadn't gone seeking any of this and I was shocked by how much appalling language and abuse there was in these spaces. So what does the metaverse offer humanity? And if we're going to enjoy it properly, how far must it evolve before it can be safely used by all? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm David Aronovich. Today, mastering the metaverse, new frontiers or same old sleaze. You find yourself sort of walking round in slow circles, not quite able to believe that you're in this world. You look down, you can see your feet. You look up, you can see the sky. You know, you look behind you and you can see the, the cafe on the slopes. Then you can turn around and look down the slopes. It, it really is fully immersive. Louise Eccles is the Consumer Affairs Editor of the Sunday Times and she spent the last few weeks with one foot in the metaverse, her favourite activity there, hitting the slopes. It felt like a real adventure. I mean, how many of us have been able to go snowboarding or skiing in the last couple of years? So it was it was quite an escape. I wouldn't want to spend a long time in there because I did get very motion sick in quite a few of the apps, actually. Even just walking around for long periods of time, I felt quite nauseous. My children have got the travel sickness tablets for, for the car journeys and I fished them out and had to take them every time I put it on. The metaverse, the place where you can get genuinely travel sick without leaving yeah. your home. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
first tell me, what does a consumer affairs journalist have to cover? I mean, as distinct from uh, other parts of the discipline? Anything that people consume. So I take quite a a broad view of that. In this case, it's tech, but it could be uh, the high streets, groceries, travel and holidays. So you're always dealing with how we relate to people who are selling us things. Absolutely. How they're selling it and what they're selling. Right. Okay. Because what they're selling in this instance is, to me, almost incomprehensible. So in the simplest form that you can do it, can you explain to me what the metaverse is? It's a sort of blurry definition at the moment, but it's an immersive 3D virtual setting where you get a sense that you're standing inside that world. So typically you'd create an avatar for the world, which is a 3D representation of yourself or an idealized version. Uh, And you can use that to go to exotic locations like climbing Mount Everest or sitting on a beach in the Maldives. Or you can just use it to go to a business meeting or or meet a friend in a virtual bar while you're sitting at home. So what do you need to be able to do any of those things? What are your kind of equipment requirements? So you'd need virtual reality headsets, which are widely available now everywhere from Argos to John Lewis to Curry's, and they cost about 300 to 400 pounds. Uh, Virtual reality headsets are are fully immersive. So when you put the headset on, you can see a 360 degree 3D scene and you feel that you're inhabiting that world. In the metaverse, you'll be able to teleport not just to any place, but any time as well. Ancient Rome. Imagine standing on the streets, hearing the sounds, visiting the markets. It also comes with two hand controllers. It picks up on your hand movements and replicates it in the real world. There's also AR goggles, so augmented reality goggles, but they're not really widely available yet. And that's where you can still see the world around you, but there's animated elements superimposed over it. So you maybe go to a real bar with a friend, but you can see a digital outfit that they've bought and superimposed over the top of the real outfit. Sorry, did you just say what I thought you said, which is that you could go to a real bar, not a virtual reality bar with a friend, put these headphones on and see them in a different outfit? Yeah, absolutely. So the idea is that you'll be able to go to a real bar and say someone's bought an extravagant digital ball gown, you'll be able to see that superimposed on top of their real outfit if you've got these goggles on. Okay, we'll come back to why you might want to do any of these things <laughs> in a moment. So I need a headset or, or augmented reality goggles. I need to be able to log into something on my PC or Mac. So what am I logging into? Yes, so you'll need a, a Facebook account. So to use an Oculus, I needed a Facebook account. And the reason that we're talking about the Oculus is because that corners three quarters of the virtual reality market. Meta, Facebook's parent company, had the most popular app over Christmas. That is the Oculus VR app, suggesting a lot of American households uh, bought the Oculus. It was underneath the tree. And that's the headset. That's the headset, yeah. So for a lot of us, that's a challenge because it means we have to use long, defunct Facebook accounts, set them up again, uh, and use them to allow Facebook to have access to our data. And some people have voiced concerns that the vast amount of data collected in the virtual reality world, so where you're visiting, conversations you're having, will be linked back to your Facebook account. For many of us, very old Facebook accounts, uh, and you may be subject then to targeted advertising. Some people have privacy concerns. But it's certainly a clever way for Facebook to revive its slightly tired social media platform. Whenever these flashy new platforms are launched, you have to remember one thing. 
Zuckerberg profits from human interactions occurring on his platforms as opposed to in reality. Okay, so I've got my headset. I'm linked into Facebook or something else, and I'm ready to explore the metaverse. And before we go any further, why is it called the metaverse? Well, it's actually an author called Neil Stevenson is credited with coining the term metaverse in his 1992 science fiction novel, Snow Crash, in which he envisaged kind of lifelike avatars who met in realistic 3D buildings. The global economy has collapsed, federal governments have lost their power, and a handful of giant corporations control the world. That was his projection three decades ago. Today, big tech is working on building the same future. So it's, it's not far off the reality. Essentially, he coined the phrase. Who's taken it up? Is it just the Facebook people and Zuckerberg, or is it other people as well? It's all the tech giants using it. Facebook were the first ones to, to use it very publicly. It is time for us to adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Microsoft have been using it for a long time. We are creating an entirely new platform layer, which is the Metaverse. Mesh for Microsoft Teams will allow you to connect with presence and have a shared immersive experience. What people are frustrated by is that it means different things to different people. But yeah, the Metaverse is being attached to to absolutely everything in, in virtual reality at the moment. Microsoft and Facebook, now called Meta, are trying to imagine this new version of the metaverse where we will all have their virtual reality headsets on using their particular apps. They're saying the metaverse is in a beta phase. We, we can't even imagine quite where we're going to get with it, but we imagine that we'll use it for shopping, socializing, work meetings, but they're not quite there yet. Okay, so... You spent some time on the Facebook version of the Metaverse a few weeks ago. Now, what activities were available and which ones did you decide to get involved in? The first activity I did was a snowboarding app called Carve, which I could really highly recommend. It was so realistic that I felt quite motion sick afterwards. Uh, And when you fall, your whole body lurches forwards. And then I tried the climb too, where you can go rock climbing or climb skyscrapers. This is what virtual reality is is all about. So feeling you've been transported somewhere completely different and experience something you couldn't very easily in real life. When you first put the headset on, it is quite amazing. You can't help but smile. It's, it's mind-blowing. You've entered another realm and it feels very real and you, you sort of stagger around and try to touch things. Now, I can absolutely see the point of um, games like this and encounters like this, but let's talk about some of the other things that you were doing. Could you explain that to me? Facebook, now Meta, have created three different types of social apps. The first one is workrooms for a business meeting. The second one is venues for socialising in various spaces like planetariums and stage shows. And the third one is worlds, which hasn't actually arrived in the UK yet, but is where you can create your own world and invite friends into it. So the workrooms, you create an avatar, and I created quite a business-like avatar with a, a blazer, and I created one that resembled myself or an idealised 
version of myself. And I entered this animated conference room, floated to my seat because you don't have legs. <laughs> Why don't you have legs? <laughs> The touch controllers that you've got in your hands and the cameras can only pick up on arm movements for now. So you, you float <laughs> everywhere in the metaverse. So I was legless for my work meeting um, and then other avatars appear next to you. You can turn your head to look at them in the eyes and you can see their mouths moving and you can see a basic smile. It just feel like you're in the room with them in a strange animated sort of way. How did you get to be with those people in that business meeting? He would create a calendar invite, much like you do for Zoom meetings with colleagues, and you would all click on this link. Uh, so that's the kind of limited version. You and several other people who you know agree to be in the same virtual space. Okay. But that wasn't the only one you went into, was it? No. So I went into a couple of social spaces. The first one was Horizon Venues run by Meta. And the second one was Altspace VR run by Microsoft. Now in venues, you uh, appear in a lobby, almost like a cinema lobby, and you choose different doors to go through depending on what you want to watch. So perhaps a planetarium stage show or uh, wrestling was on. And the idea is that you chat to other people in the lobby or uh, talk to other people while you're watching one of these shows. And very quickly, you will be approached by other avatars who sort of float over towards you and you can hear their real world voice through microphones. And these are people who have chosen the same thing. Absolutely. So they're also sat in their homes with virtual reality headsets from all over the world. So you're in the lobby. What did you do? What did your avatar, this super version of yourself, where did it go and what happened? I went to a planetarium to uh, see a show and I'd only been in there a few minutes when a young boy appeared and started asking all the female avatars whether they were lesbians or not. Now this is called griefing apparently in the virtual reality world where you enter these worlds purely to create mischief or upset and just go avatar to avatar uh, saying upsetting things. And so you could tell this was a young boy's voice. You could tell that from the timbre of the voice. Yes, that's the strange thing. It all feels quite exposed because you might have this avatar that looks nothing like yourself. They might have a purple face and a green robe on and red hair. But actually you're using your real voice, which can at times feel quite vulnerable. But it also makes it interesting, I suppose, you're speaking to people in a version of real life. Okay, now I want to come on to some of the, the bad things uh, a little bit later. So let's talk now, since, since that's where the conversation led us, to who is really pushing this. Now, you have talked with people from some of these companies who are very much into the metaverse, haven't you? I spoke to Megan Fitzgerald, who's product marketing director for Meta's Horizon Social Spaces. She was very excited to talk about how she hoped that people would use these social spaces for uh, business and meeting friends and interacting with people from all over the world. But she was also clear that this is in its early stages. Really, I'm working with the teams to help think about how do we create uh, a metaverse space and products in VR and beyond that help people connect and, and socialize over distance and have those magical experiences that are possible in an environment like this one. Where does she think it's going to go? Because 
it's not obvious to me what the utility of some of this stuff is. So, for example, why would I want to meet a friend looking like an avatar when I could meet them looking like themselves? So she wasn't saying this is going to replace reality and we're all going to sit at home 24-7 with these headsets on. For those people who can't be physically together, something like this is a great way to actually feel like you're more present. You've got that sense of body language, spatial audio, and, and feeling like you're there with someone when you can't actually be together. After the break, negotiating the seedier side. How are these new spaces governed and regulated? But first, a message from a colleague. I'm James Marriott, a columnist, book reviewer and podcast reviewer for The Times. It's my job to explain and contextualise our turbulent social and cultural landscape in a way that's as interesting, informative and as original as possible. I can only do this thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. Subscribe today by visiting thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Earlier, Sunday Times consumer affairs editor Louise Eccles shared her initial impressions of the metaverse and its inhabitants. Besides the voice of a young boy inquiring about the sexual orientation of female avatars, overall, things seemed pretty positive. Then Louise disguised her true identity by naming her avatar Lucy, which was probably a wise decision in hindsight, and began to roam. The first problem I encountered was in Meta's Horizon venues in the lobby area where there were some really young sounding children and you could hear because it was their real voices interacting with grown adults and that in itself was very uncomfortable. They're supposed to be 13 or over. Now, you might question whether 13 is is old enough for some of these apps but I encountered children far younger than that. 
And as a parent of two young children, I instantly knew these were these were very young ones. So I asked one of the girls who was chatting to some of the adults how old she was. And she said she was seven. You could tell from her voice she was seven. And she said that she was using her big sister's headset. Wow. It was very disconcerting that she was talking to them. Um, I, I went into mum mode and told her to be careful who she was speaking to. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You became the bossy avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And having spoken to um, a few other people that work in the VR sector, they said the same. They said that they take on the role of every avatar's parents because they're so appalled by what they're seeing. They find themselves just telling the children to go back home, to take their headsets off, to stop interacting with the adults. Um, but it, it was very disturbing to see. Uh, and, and then you encountered some things yourself more directly. Yes. So I went into um, a social space, one of the most popular social spaces on the Oculus, which is called Alt Space VR, and it's run by Microsoft. This time I created a more informal avatar because I was going to a campfire on a ski slope. And again, I chose an avatar that, that loosely resembled myself and wore ski clothes. Almost as soon as I entered the social space, a man approached me and asked me if I was married and told me that my avatar was too pretty. Hi, Lucy. Hello. Where are you from, Lucy? Uh, from London. Oh, you're looking too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> my avatar. What, what? which I found so odd because it seemed very strange to be chatting up my avatar. But this happened constantly. And I think when you see the statistics, women are up to nine times less likely to be using these social spaces. And as a result, as a female avatar, you are undoubtedly uh, more of a target for some very strange interactions because you're a bit of a novelty in some of these spaces. It was just a very odd question and it just got weirder from there I approached a, a group of people who were all chatting and immediately one of the men came up to me a man wearing blue ski clothes ski hat and a ski jacket and said to me in a Yorkshire accent similar to my own no. What's your two favourite categories? Two favourite categories. Sometimes you just get tired of... Of what? So, um, maybe two favourite categories. Maybe just to explore. Everybody else has answered. I've already been answered by... Do you sexually harass a lot of women on here? What do they eat clam chowder? I'm not sexually harassing nobody. What's your favourite type of pornography? The way one does is if you go to a campfire on a ski slope. It's just a typical icebreaker. Um, but what shock, shocked me is while we were having this conversation, there was, there was even worse things going on behind me. There was a man simulating sex with a, another avatar, which appeared to have frozen in time. There were people talking about... Uh, masturbation and speculating who on the chat was masturbating at home. So I'm going to be back in like five if, to ten if minutes. If you was tossing yeah. one out, okay. I'd, I'd be really fucking oh, worried. Gosh, I'd be man, really gosh, worried. You yeah. ugly motherfucker. Your father should have gone to sleep or wore a condom. <laughs> I bet your eyebrows cover half of your face, you twat. Shut up. <laughs> it's funny. It's too funny. <laughs> There were people using racist words, homophobic words, transphobic words. And I hadn't gone seeking any of this. And I was shocked by how much appalling language and abuse there was in these spaces. And that was all within a fairly short period of time. 
all within 20 minutes, I heard just about all of the, the worst of the English language. Now, could your seven-year-old girl have located herself in that space? Yes. If you've got the headset on and you're logged in, you can enter these social spaces without having to enter any additional verification. I mean, even on some uh, alcohol and whiskey websites, you have to verify your date of birth to get onto these websites. And they're relatively innocent by comparison, you could argue. Okay. Now, it strikes me that there are uh, several different issues there, although they're all about uh, security and so on. So before we dig down into what you might do about it, what are the companies themselves, companies like Facebook Now Meta. It sounds like, you know, the former Yugoslavia, doesn't it? What does Facebook Now Meta say about um, security? Interoperability, open standards, privacy and safety need to be built into the metaverse from day one. Everyone who's building for the metaverse should be focused on building responsibly from the beginning. They're saying that they've got some security in place. That might be a personal bubble around your avatar, which you can create so that You can't be groped or touched and people can't walk through you. But having been in that space, when somebody is being abusive to you, it's quite hard to suddenly find, using these touch controllers, the right place to suddenly block someone or create a personal bubble around your avatar. I found myself just running away, just floating away. In the real world, there are places which somebody like me, maybe somebody like you, which are perfectly legal, but we wouldn't go there because we wouldn't like to be there. We wouldn't like what people did there particularly, and we could do without it. Don't you feel that with this, you'd have to develop the same approach, which is you'd have to say, here's this place by reputation in the metaverse, which I just don't want to go to. I wouldn't go back there in a hurry. Having said that, this is what Microsoft is calling and Meta is calling the successor to the mobile internet. So it's a it's a shame if... It gets marred by a reputation for all this awful abusive language before it's even got started. We've got this big online harms bill going through Parliament right now, and it's been been quite a passage over the last two or three years. Um, Where are we in terms of that and its possible impact upon the development of the metaverse So finally, five years after it was first proposed, the online safety bill is now starting its journey through Parliament, where it should eventually be passed into law. It's going to force the tech giants to do more to protect users from illegal activity, whereas previously, firms just had to take down the harmful content when it was reported to them. They've now got to really think about how they develop the software or the game's consoles to prevent people being exposed to abuse and hate crimes in the first place. The bill's expected to take months, if not years, to go through Parliament, and it will constantly evolve as the technology evolves. The fact that the bill's even started its way through Parliament means the tech giants are going to really have to start thinking about whether their software facilitates harm. Now, the government believes the metaverse is covered by this law, but some academics believe it should be more explicitly stated and that there could be loopholes that allow these tech companies off the hook. Their fears are that by the time this law is finally passed, it could be outdated because the metaverse is moving at such a rapid rate. What I want is to to get your sense, Louise, of whether this is going to be a thing. You know, whether you think at the end of sorting out the problems with this and getting beyond the beta version, you see in this something that is going to be as big as the companies think it is. 
I certainly think that it, for a company like Facebook to rename itself Meta and for Microsoft to say this is the future, they must certainly think that there's something in it. And firms, retailers, supermarkets, you name it, are investing so much money in this that uh, they would certainly hope so. I can see where they're trying to get with it. And I think if they can get there, then I think it could be huge. You've experienced it at its kind of, if you like, almost its lowest level of development being publicly available. As it improves, is it something that you feel you'd like to do? I wasn't sad when I sent the uh, the Oculus headset back. I would certainly go back in and do some of the adventures. So I would climb a mountain and I would go to the Arctic or to a jungle. I wouldn't go near any of the social spaces and I didn't see any benefit to having a work meeting when we have Zoom. Um, but I would certainly go back and do some of the adventures or the exercise apps. I would do exercise with lightsabers again. That was fun. So from what you're saying, what it's going to be in the first instance is a really enhanced game system, an immersive experience system. It's going to be an escape from the world into something else in the immediate future. So for now, this feels like something for people who enjoy gaming. In the future, will it become something where we're shopping and doing work meetings? I'm not convinced yet. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times with me, David Aronovich, and my guest, Sunday Times Consumer Affairs Editor, Louise Eccles. You can read more of Louise's work at thetimes.co.uk or in print on Sundays. The producer today is Oliver Adamson. The executive producer is Asia Fuchs. And sound design was by David Crackles. And look, if you have a story we think we should be covering, an idea for a future episode, or thoughts on what you've just heard, send us an email to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. See you again soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.